Section 1 of Lightfoot the Deer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jude Summers. Lightfoot the Deer by Thornton W. Burgess. Section 1. Peter Rabbit Meets Lightfoot, Lightfoot's New Antlers, and Lightfoot Tells How His Antlers Grew. Chapter 1. Peter Rabbit Meets Lightfoot. Peter Rabbit was on his way back from the pond of Paddy the Beaver, deep in the green forest. He had just seen Mr. and Mrs. Quack start toward the big river for a brief visit before leaving on their long, difficult journey to the faraway Southland. Farewells are always rather sad, and this particular farewell had left Peter with a lump in his throat, a queer, choky feeling. "'If I were sure that they would return next spring, it wouldn't be so bad,' he muttered. "'It's those terrible guns. I know what it is to have to watch out for them. Farmer Brown's boy used to hunt me with one of them, but he doesn't any more.' but even when he did hunt me it wasn't anything like what the ducks have to go through if i kept my eyes and ears open i could tell when a hunter was coming and could hide in a hole if i wanted to i never had to worry about my meals but with the ducks it is a thousand times worse they've got to eat while making that long journey and they can only eat where there is the right kind of food hunters with terrible guns know where those places are and hide there until the ducks come and the ducks have no way of knowing whether the hunters are waiting for them or not. That isn't hunting. It's, it's... Well, what is it? What are you talking to yourself about, Peter Rabbit? Peter looked up with a start to find the soft, beautiful eyes of Lightfoot the deer gazing down at him over the top of a little hemlock tree. It's awful, declared Peter. It's worse than unfair. It doesn't give them any chance at all. "'I suppose it must be so, if you say so,' replied Lightfoot. "'But you might tell me what all this awfulness is about.' Peter grinned. Then he began at the beginning, and told Lightfoot all about Mr. and Mrs. Quack and the many dangers they must face on their long journey to the faraway Southland and back again in the spring, all because of the heartless hunters with terrible guns. Lightfoot listened, and his great soft eyes were filled with pity for the Quack family. "'I hope they will get through all right,' said he. "'And I hope they will be back in the spring. It is bad enough to be hunted by men at one time of the year, as no one knows better than I do. But to be hunted in the spring, as well as in the fall, is more than twice as bad. Men are strange creatures. I do not understand them at all.' None of the people of the Green Forest would think of doing such terrible things. I suppose it is quite right to hunt others in order to get enough to eat, though I am thankful to say that I never had to do that, but to hunt others just for the fun of hunting is something I cannot understand at all. And yet that is what men seem to do it for. I guess the trouble is they never have been hunted themselves and don't know how it feels. "'Sometimes I think I'll hunt one some day, just to teach him a lesson. "'What are you laughing at, Peter?' "'At the idea of you hunting a man,' replied Peter. "'Your heart is all right, Lightfoot, but you are too timid and gentle to frighten anyone. "'Big as you are, I wouldn't fear you.' 
With a single swift bound, Lightfoot sprang out in front of Peter. He stamped his sharp hooves, lowered his handsome head until the sharp points of his antlers, which people call horns, pointed straight at Peter, lifted the hair along the back of his neck, and made a motion as if to plunge at him. His eyes, which Peter had always thought so soft and gentle, seemed to flash fire. Oh! cried Peter in a faint, frightened-sounding voice, and leapt to one side, before it entered his foolish little head that Lightfoot was just pretending. Lightfoot chuckled. Did you say I couldn't frighten anyone? he demanded. I, I didn't know you could look so terribly fierce, stammered Peter. Those antlers look really dangerous when you point them that way. Why, why, what is that hanging to them? It looks like bits of old fur. Have you been tearing somebody's coat, Lightfoot? Peter's eyes were wide with wonder and suspicion. Chapter 2 Lightfoot's New Antlers Peter Rabbit was puzzled. He stared at Lightfoot the deer a wee bit suspiciously. Have you been tearing someone's coat? he asked again. He didn't like to think it of Lightfoot, whom he had always believed quite as gentle, harmless, and timid as himself. But what else could he think? Lightfoot slowly shook his head. No, said he, I haven't torn anybody's coat. Then what are those rags hanging on your antlers? demanded Peter. Lightfoot chuckled. They are what is left of the coverings of my new antlers, he explained. What's that? What do you mean by new antlers? Peter was sitting up very straight, with his eyes fixed on Lightfoot's antlers, as though he had never seen them before. Just what I said, retorted Lightfoot. What do you think of them? I think they are the finest antlers I've ever had. When I get the rest of those rags off, they will be as handsome a set as ever was grown in the green forest. Lightfoot rubbed his antlers against the trunk of a tree till some of the rags hanging to them dropped off. Peter blinked very hard. He was trying to understand, and he couldn't. Finally, he said so. What kind of a story are you trying to fill me up with? He demanded indignantly. Do you mean to tell me that those are not the antlers that you have had as long as I've known you? How can anything hard like those antlers grow? And if those are new ones, where are the old ones? Show me the old ones, and perhaps I'll believe these are the new ones. The idea of trying to make me believe that antlers grow just like plants. I've seen Bossy the cow all summer, and I know she has got the same horns she had last summer. New antlers, indeed. You are quite right, Peter. Quite right about Bossy the cow. She never has new horns, but that isn't any reason why I shouldn't have new antlers, is it? replied Lightfoot patiently. Her horns are quite different from my antlers. I have a new pair every year. You haven't seen me all summer, have you, Peter? No, I don't remember that I have, replied Peter, trying very hard to remember when he had last seen Lightfoot. I know you haven't, retorted Lightfoot. I know it because I have been hiding in a place you never visit. What have you been hiding for? demanded Peter. For my new antlers to grow, replied Lightfoot. When my new antlers are growing, I want to be away by myself. I don't like to be seen without them, or with half-grown ones. Besides, I am very uncomfortable while the new antlers are growing, and I want to be alone. Lightfoot spoke as if he really meant every word he said, 
But still Peter couldn't, he just couldn't believe that those wonderful great antlers had grown out of Lightfoot's head in a single summer. "'Where did you leave your old ones, and when did they come off?' he asked, and there was doubt in the very tone of his voice. "'They dropped off last spring, but I don't remember just where,' replied Lightfoot. "'I was too glad to be rid of them to notice where they dropped. You see, they were loose and uncomfortable, and I hadn't had any use for them because I knew that my new ones would be bigger and better. I've got one more point on each than I had last year.' Lightfoot began once more to rub his antlers against the tree, to get off the queer rags hanging to them, and to polish the points. Peter watched in silence for a few minutes. Then, all his suspicions returning, he said, "'But you haven't told me anything about those rags hanging to your antlers.' "'And you haven't believed what I have already told you,' retorted Lightfoot. "'I don't like telling things to people who won't believe me.' Chapter 3. Lightfoot Tells How His Antlers Grew It is hard to believe what seems impossible, and yet what seems impossible to you may be a very commonplace matter to someone else. So it does not do to say that a thing cannot be possible just because you cannot understand how it can be. Peter Rabbit wanted to believe what Lightfoot the deer had just told him, but somehow he couldn't. If he had seen those antlers growing, it would have been another matter. But he hadn't seen Lightfoot since the very last of winter, and then Lightfoot had worn just such handsome antlers as he now had. So Peter really couldn't be blamed for not being able to believe that those old ones had been lost, and in their place new ones had grown in just the few months of spring and summer. But Peter didn't blame Lightfoot in the least, because he had told Peter that he didn't like to tell things to people who wouldn't believe what he had told them, when Peter had asked him about the rags hanging to his antlers. "'I'm trying to believe,' he said quite humbly. "'It's all true,' broke in another voice. Peter jumped and turned to find his big cousin, Jumper the Hare. Unseen and unheard, he had stolen up and had overheard what Peter and Lightfoot had said." "'How do you know it is true?' snapped Peter, a little crossly, for Jumper had startled him. "'Because I saw Lightfoot's old antlers after they had fallen off, and I often saw Lightfoot while his new ones were growing,' retorted Jumper. "'All right, I'll believe anything that Lightfoot tells me if you say it is true,' declared Peter, who greatly admires his cousin Jumper. "'Now, tell me about those rags, Lightfoot. Please do.' Lightfoot couldn't resist that please. Those rags are what is left of a kind of covering which protected the antlers while they were growing, as I told you before, said he. Very soon after my old ones dropped off, the new ones began to grow. They were not hard, not at all like they are now. They were soft and very tender, and the blood ran through them just as it does through our bodies. They were covered with a sort of skin with hairs on it, like thin fur. The ends were not sharply pointed as they are now, but were big and rounded, like knobs. They were not like antlers at all, and they made my head hot and were very uncomfortable. That is why I hid away. They grew very fast, so fast that every day I could see, by looking at my reflection in water, 
that they were a little longer. It seemed to me sometimes as if all my strength went into those new antlers, and I had to be very careful not to hit them against anything. In the first place, it would have hurt, and in the second place, it might have spoiled the shape of them. When they had grown to the length you now see, they began to shrink and grow hard. The knobs on the end shrank until they became pointed. As soon as they stopped growing, the blood stopped flowing up in them, and as they became hard, they were no longer tender. The skin which had covered them grew dry and split, and I rubbed it off on trees and bushes. The little rags you see are what is left, but I will soon be rid of those. Then I shall be ready to fight if need be, and will fear no one save man, and will fear him only when he has a terrible gun with him. Lightfoot tossed his head proudly and rattled his wonderful antlers against the nearest tree. "'Isn't he handsome?' whispered Peter to Jumper the Hare. "'And did you ever hear of anything so wonderful as the growing of those antlers in such a short time? It is hard to believe, but I suppose it must be true.' "'It is,' replied Jumper. "'And I tell you, Peter, I would hate to have Lightfoot try those antlers on me, even though I were big as a man.' You've always thought of Lightfoot as timid and afraid, but you should see him when he's angry. Few people care to face him then. End of section one.